Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Smiles, and this week we have a special guest, Colin McNamara, who is the founder of More Than Different, which is a clothing brand that him and his brother created. It's a super cool brand that has a lot of meaning behind it, which Colin and I get into in depth in the episode. It's just really cool to hear about how he came up with the idea and and how so much of the brand is built on the identity of the brand. And so in the episode, we talk about building habits, trying to figure out good rhythms to get into, and figuring out how to be the best version of yourself and be, as Colin calls it, more than different. So welcome on, Colin. up, Colin? Yo. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Yeah, well, I'm Colin McNamara, of course. Uh, I guess if we want to get into more depth there, um, you know, I think of myself as someone who's unique in the perspective of, like, always trying to find ways to improve and better myself. Um, You know, I guess from the perspective of being an athlete growing up and always wanting to improve my skills and then kind of channeling that into school trying to become you know when i was studying a better engineer and now trying to build a brand at the same time as working at a software company and then just always finding ways to challenge myself i think that's um an area where i think i pride myself in like not taking an easy route um i wouldn't say i'm always perfect there are definitely some days on the couch where it definitely feels easy to lay in um but and then you know, on top of that, I'm pretty easygoing. I like to have a good time. I like to smile and laugh with with friends. You know, pretty pretty standard stuff. And uh, but yeah, for the most parts, you know, nothing crazy. But um, obviously, getting into a lot of different sectors of your life, touching it on more than different. So your personal life, your sports life, and then your professional life. How did more than different really come about? Like. At what point in your life did you make this brand? How did it translate into clothing? Um, kind of talk more about that and walk me through how that kind of came to fruition. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I guess I guess I'll take it back. So, you know, having graduated high school in what like 2017, I ended up going to college at WPI, which is a small tech school out in Worcester, Mass. Um, and you know not knowing what I wanted to study at the time, kind of just went undecided, then started to study mechanical engineering because it was the most broad engineering uh, like sector, I guess. So, you know, I was like, you know, I, if I like engineering, I'm going to find something within there. So, you know, having gone through a couple of years being, you know, studying in that realm, I got an internship through my coach, uh, at this consulting company called WB Engineers and Consultants, which was like an HVAC engineering company. Um, and the summer before I was doing like mechanical design for a sports engineering startup, which is really cool, called Sports Engineering Inc. Um, but then I was like, you know, let me try something new. Let me see, you know, if there's anything else out there I like before I get back into sports engineering. And so I tried HVAC engineering and like there were times in the internship where like, I was like nodding, nodding off and waking myself up. Like I was falling asleep. It was boring me to death. I was tired. Um, and they gave me a notepad and I was like, you know, I started doodling cause I didn't like the work I was doing. I was just, mm-hmm. there's no way they were asking me to come back the next summer. <laughs> um, you know, I, there was a lot, like a lot of people I liked there, but it just wasn't the work I wanted. Um, but I started doodling and I was like, you know what? It'd be cool if I could wear something or like if I could design something to, you know, like something like a shirt, you know, the saying that you wear your pride in your sleeve. It'd be cool mm-hmm. to have something that I could design and put on a shirt that would represent who I am and how I approach life essentially and how that could cross over and people can interact and relate to it. So I guess to backtrack from there, growing up, my mom is is an artist she likes to paint so she um she's had some a bunch of shows where she's always had her paintings in and she's so it, growing up she had me in every art class in school outside of school extracurricular stuff 
Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up in like elementary school, middle school, I'd have white t-shirts. We just buy white t-shirts and we buy, my mom would buy fabric colored markers. And so I would draw like my own shirts mm-hmm. rather than buy like a soccer Jersey. I would color in my own like Wayne Rooney, England Jersey. And that would be my shirt for the next six months. Mm-hmm. I wear it everywhere. Uh, so I kind of got like that, I guess, you know, want for and curiosity for like designing my own stuff, essentially wearing it. And then came up with a design while I was doodling. And I was like, you know, what's a cool brand? And growing up in kind of the basketball world, there was always a saying where if there's someone you're watching who's playing really well and, and doing really well, you're like, oh, he's different. Like in the saying mm-hmm. of he's not like anyone else, he's really good or she, he or she. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can I spin off of that? And I had you know a lot of different weird ideas. I forget. I, honestly, <laughs> I could dig it up, but came up with the idea of more than different to kind of emphasize the idea of being unique and true to who you are rather than trying to fit the mold of somebody else and trying to adjust you know your personality based on who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that came to fruition. I started learning how to design stuff in Adobe Illustrator, you know, looked up on YouTube steps and in, in uh, how to create your own like screen printing press. Mm-hmm. And, you know, based off of YouTube tutorials, kind of figured something out. And after multiple tries, printed some shirts. Um, you know, Brent my, was talking to my brother. He was so on board. So now he's, you know, taking it and running with it. And he's, you know, him and I are kind of help manage the business now, but you know, then we started selling shirts and going from there and they kind of caught on a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And with that transition from it becoming an idea to getting on Adobe Illustrator and trying to get that idea onto a canvas. And in this sense, it's going to be a shirt. How did you know that the next step was to go to Adobe Illustrator? Like, I feel like there's other steps that I personally would have done that would lead me down a different path so like i feel like if i were in your shoes i would have gone to like joanne fabrics and tried to get like those iron-on letters or something like how did you know that you needed to go to adobe photoshop and or whatever portion of adobe you were on in order to create these shirts well i mean just i guess mocking up a bunch of designs i would just do it on pen and paper i mean there's we have a ton of drawing books that i could dig up around here of just random doodles that we have you mm-hmm. know, just from get like every every christmas every birthday i get like 10 new or not 10 but i get at least a thick notebook that i could draw and just blank um and then from there i just googled like you know how to create a digital design from something that you scribble on paper and first things that would come up was adobe and adobe illustrator and Mm -hmm. from there just kind of worked in vector design vectorized based design and got the subscription i've had it ever since and you know it's it's that's like another aspect of like challenging myself and sometimes i challenge myself too much where like it's (laughs) not feasible to actually reach it like you know telling myself i'm going to become this uh world-class graphic designer which is just so far from the truth but i you know, it's a cool passion to have being able to design something in Adobe Illustrator, at least coming from engineering. And you know this, just being able to design something in SolidWorks. Like, yeah. It's cool to see that come to fruition, building mm-hmm. something from scratch. So kind of has the same parallel there yeah. uh, in, in the design aspect. And so it's kind of a passion of mine, being able to always create. Uh, I thought that was a parallel from engineering to, you know, a clothing brand and kind of expanding it into this lifestyle that, you know, hopefully you know, people relate to and gravitate towards. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. And even for me, like the stuff that I make is not tangible anymore, but with engineering and having that as like a translatable skill in terms of creating something digitally and then having that digital item become some sort of tangible asset is definitely something to like, there's something to be said about it because there's no better feeling than having like something that doesn't exist online and you're trying to like mess around with it and it's just digitally in this space and then all of a sudden you're holding it in your hand. It is th- probably the best feeling that you could possibly ever have. It is. It's sweet. And I guess seeing especially something that takes time to like especially 
kind of building out like in your sense, building out a portfolio of just a bunch of podcasts and building a platform that now, you know, is well known. It has a, a following and does well. It's like, even though you can't like grasp it and touch it, it's, it's a very gratifying feeling to know, you know, if, if there's something that you're passionate about and you put a lot of work and time into just to see any type of small result is, you know, it, it makes things feel worth it. And obviously as long as you put the time in and you're passionate about it, no matter the result, you're always going to be proud of, of kind of the work you put in. As oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, and even though I'm not creating any sort of tangible assets anymore, like people texting me and telling me that they resonated with an episode, like the, I had a rebrand of my podcast and one of my, like, my ex-boyfriend's mom actually reached out to me and was texting me about the episode and telling me that like I was doing a great job and that she was so proud of me and like how far I've come as an individual. And I started crying and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. And although I'm not producing really anything, I'm able to make something that impacts other people, which I think is also like what you are looking to gain with your brand as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's like sometimes when someone reaches out to you or tells you, Hey, I've been keeping, keeping tabs on your brand or reading the blogs or listening to your podcast. I'm like, really? Yeah. Sometimes I'm surprised. I'm like, someone's listening to it and actually it means something to them. Uh, it's kind of cool to see like an impact. I mean, I guess from my podcast perspective, I mean, obviously I guess for the viewers who don't really know more than different, right. It's a brand where, and I think I see some parallels, at least from the podcast perspective of kind of different types of mindsets and lifestyles that we try to um, like represent and push, but like more than different is, is the ideology and lifestyle of being authentic and ambitious. Right. So having this motivation to go against the grain and always trying to push yourself to, to elevate to the next level, always trying to better your lifestyle and, and be a leader in your own sense and, and lead yourself. And then, you know, once you figure out, you know, a way to master leading yourself, you know, being able to then lead a small group. And then from there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a company, right. A community. And, you know, so obviously being really true to yourself and authentic and then embracing others. And on top of that, becoming, you know, a leader in your own right. So mm-hmm. based off of that, like being able to have a podcast where you're trying to push a lifestyle or talk about small anecdotes of what's going on in your life or bringing someone on a podcast and, you know, hearing other people's experiences and having other people really resonate to it and like have it be a part of their, you know, daily routine, even though I don't, we don't post podcasts nearly as consistently as we should. It's, it's pretty gratifying. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. And to your credit, like you are posting a lot on different forums. You're, you just dropped, what is it? A new line. You had a new t-shirt on the other day. That was a new design that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. We just came out with a new shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simple. It's like a little MTD, like more than different emblem kind of mm-hmm. left chest, I think. And, um, yeah, so that's going. That's actually getting released into a store in South Boston, the Point Clothing Lounge. Wow! So congrats. Yeah, so we actually had a photo shoot there yesterday, like we were talking about, and uh, so I just needed I need to order and design some of the taggings and some of the things to go along with it, some stickers, etc. And and then that'll be in our first store, which is exciting. That's so. huge. That is huge, Colin. Congrats. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, you know, take, you know, it's one thing actually is, which it's nice to have. And it's like, it's a cool accomplishment. We definitely like just having that connection. Uh, like we had that connection through sports, the owner uh, of the clothing uh, lounge, but um, yeah. So we're trying, we're trying to now just kind of keep pushing, keep being consistent. I think that's like one of the major problems we've had. And that's something I actually wanted to ask you is, obviously having working in the same company and the time that it kind of takes out of your week like it's not you know being in kind of a startup trying to prove you're scalable and and trying Mm -hmm. to prove you're going to be a corporate company right there's a lot of legwork involved in hours that you're not just clocking nine to five most Mm -hmm. weeks like how is it how do you balance 
like maintaining kind of your podcast and, and this other side gig you have. Whereas right in my perspective, my brother and I are definitely struggling with having a balance and making sure that right. A brand that we're very passionate about that. Hopefully one day, you know, maybe we can have this be our own, our, our only job. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you manage that consistent level of being able to produce content? Yeah. Job on top of that. Yeah. I think that's an excellent question because it is a one man show over here. I have, I'm the only one posting content. I'm the only one soliciting people to be on the show. I'm the only one sourcing out what the topics are going to be because my following is not that great or not. I shouldn't say that it's not that great because the followers are great, but everyone's following is great. The volume yeah. is not massive. It's not, oh my gosh, there's people telling me left and right what they want to hear about. So it's mostly just me uh, balancing like what I want to learn about. And then assuming that other people also want to hear about that and then adding in anecdotes along the way. But in terms of consistency and posting, I am such a creature of habit and such a creature of routine that everything I do has become very routine in how I get myself organized. So in terms of fitting it in with my whole life, because I'm a big proponent of not making my job what defines me. So I had this really humbling experience um, when I was on vacation with my brother recently and someone asked me, so what do you do? And as most Americans would answer that question, they start by rattling off their job or a job description of some sort. And the man who asked me was not from the United States and he kind of like cocked his head and looked at me and he's like, that's not what I was asking. I was asking like, what do you do for fun? Like what, what, what does Sarah do? And I like my jaw went to the floor and I was like, Oh my God, that is so embarrassing. And I told him about my podcast and told him about how I'm really interested in exercise and how I am a painter and I journal a lot. And Ever since that situation happened, I kind of wanted to place an emphasis on creating a more balanced lifestyle for myself. And after that, I was pretty consistent with my workout routine, but then shifted how I chose to focus about my day and structure. And so chose to work out in the morning before I go to work. Um, So under the mindset of do work for yourself before you do work for somebody else. Waking up and starting my morning by working out is how I do work for myself. And then I go and I put in my nine, sometimes 10 hours at work. Um, yeah. And it, it really is just trying to get as much done in a day as possible and focusing on how can I be as present in this moment and get all these tasks that I need to get done that need to be done today done. Because there's always going to be a to-do list, right? Like you're always going to have something that more that you can do. And creating that firm cutoff line is really difficult, especially in an environment that we're in. So being in a startup, it's really difficult to be like, all right, it's 5.30. I know that I could do X, Y, and Z more to get this much further ahead. But at what cost, right? Like, yeah. I could do that. Yeah, sure. But I'm taking away from something that I could personally do to benefit my own life. And so as soon as I put that as a mindset in, and I've always respected people a lot. For instance, Sarah at Sarah CMO, Sarah, um, she has a firm cut off at 5 p.m. And I've always respected people like that far, far more than people that kind of just work all the time because like they get their shit done. They know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly where they need to be. And people respect that about them. And so that's been something that I've been trying to emulate is having firm boundaries because as soon as you don't, then people are going to be like, well, you just went to a meeting at 530 last week. Why can't you do another meeting at 530 this week? You know, and yeah, kind of exactly. creating that firm cutoff. Like, no, I'm not accessible after 530. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Um, so trying to create those boundaries and making sure that I'm true to what I want to get out of my work day and in general, what I want to get out of my day. And then after work, I have from five to nine or whatever time I normally get off. I normally try and cap it at 530, six at the latest. Yeah. But I try and cap it then 
And then I stay up until 1120 every night. That's my bedtime um, to get whatever I want done outside of that. So I've already worked out for the day, so I don't have to worry about that. But then you have to think about, okay, I want to be social. I want to get something done for my podcast. I want to push content because that's a huge part of having your own brand, having your own creative outlet. Huge. Huge and hard. It's very undervalued how difficult it is. Because it takes a lot of creativity to go into the product itself. Like, I'm sure you've put countless hours into the t-shirt design that you've made. But that's just a small part of it. Like, if no one's talking about it, if you're not posting about it, who is? And it's just a very difficult thing to navigate. And so that's honestly, like, outside of recording and editing the podcast, I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to push content and... I don't know about you, but I'm very new to the realm of TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. Very powerful, though. It's very powerful. And I have recently gotten into making some videos. And obviously, none of, okay, one of them went viral, but it had nothing to do with my podcast. And so I didn't like get any viewership from that, but I got followers from the video going viral. But it's such a weird thing to try and navigate because I don't know, like I'm not into, I never did marketing. I've never marketed anything before in my life. Like I'm just here to tell stories. Um, But to answer your question, how do I balance it all? I think having firm boundaries and having a routine is like the best way of going about doing it and having someone to hold you accountable. So unfortunately, I don't have anybody but myself to keep myself accountable. And like if I stopped posting at the end of the day, like, I doubt anyone would contact me and be like, hey, can you come on and make more episodes? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I And that's what I was just about to say. I, like, I have my brother to hold me accountable in whether what he says, and he's my brother. So like we have, we have quite the dynamic where obviously we're siblings, but we're trying to be business partners as well. And like there's there's just a lot of back talk. Like if there's like people holding people accountable, it's like it's we're John back and forth at each other. But mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have because you have someone that is gonna call you out for not doing something. Um and you know, the fact just having self accountability is is extremely powerful. And I and I like what you just said about boundaries because from my perspective, like I'm not great with boundaries as far as time goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely need to be better with essentially not like not saying that I'm going to be at work for a, until you know seven thirty or mm-hmm. or just being like you know what when I get home there's I gotta just open my laptop again because this has to get done and this has to get done and so like a whole day goes by and I didn't do anything but look at my laptop mm-hmm. so. And that's definitely been like a challenge in a sense is setting boundaries, which I'll definitely take. Um, but one thing like in our podcast, we talk a lot about is habits and it's and based off what you're saying, like you have a lot of great habits, waking up early, working out and and holding yourself accountable to cut work off at around five, five thirty, and being able to have the rest of the day to, and like fall going to bed at 11, 20, that's a good habit to have as well. Mm-hmm. So and like habits, habits build great days, like stacking great days on top of great days. And then, you know, that's where success is is built from. It's not built from, right. It tends to not be built from going viral over one day, right. It's over multiple, multiple days. And then from my perspective, like the content, that's the toughest part about Mm -hmm. trying to build like a side, a side business, at least what it is now. Like it's, Cause there's a lot of grunt work going on in the background. Like there's a lot of hours spent trying to put together a design and then you might scrap it because you don't think people are going to buy it. And then putting together like a visual or having to do a photo shoot or something like that, just so we have content to post. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're not promoting the work in the background and you don't have like, you know, videographers and photographers on, you know, on retainer, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. And honestly, the content's the key, but you also don't want to throw just garbage out there. You want it to be pretty, like you want to be really intentional about it. Uh, I think that's the hardest part. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely something we're struggling with now, but I think when we get that down, 
I don't see why, like, I won't reach a lot larger following than I have now. And mm -hmm. I think, I think you're on the right track because you already have it down pat and no one's even having to hold you accountable. So yeah, I, I love, I, yeah, I love hearing that. And I definitely, you know, didn't come on this podcast because I love, I mean, I love what, I love the podcast. I love what you guys do, what you're doing. And the fact that you're holding yourself accountable to the standard is, is even more impressive. Yeah. I mean, it is really a difficult and I appreciate the kind words, but it is difficult to try and do these things because it's also like people that aren't hustling and creating or following this passion project don't understand. And it's something that's really difficult to try and put into terms for somebody else. Because I remember there was one day last summer when I was at the beach with one of my friends and I was like, oh, I have to go home and record a podcast. And they're like, well, why do you need to do that? And I was like, oh, because I want to get it out by Friday. Like, I have to get it out by Friday. And she's yeah. like, says who? Says me. I want to yeah. get it out on Friday. And she's like, well, just post it on a different day. And I was like, no, because as soon as I say, like, make that an exception and make that where I'm going to post later, like there have been times where I don't post during a week or I push it off a day, like that has happened, but it, I wasn't going to make that a precedent. And it was just the fact that like, that was something that was going through her head. I was like, that's not acceptable to me. That's not, yeah. that's not what I want my brand to be. And that's not how you build a following. Definitely. And the, you raise a good point because I feel like no matter how, like if it's your closest friend or someone you don't see often, like when people see you doing something that's like healthy and benefits you and, you know, being very self-motivated and trying to build something for yourself, um, like, and you're with them and you're telling them, Hey, I got to go because I got to do this. Like people then all of a sudden feel guilty and they, they feel like they're falling behind. So they don't want you they're They don't mm -hmm. want you to leave and do this because they're at the beach and they're like, now they feel like they need to be doing something else. And so essentially, you know, as close as your friends can be sometimes they drag you down if they don't have that same mindset mm -hmm. uh, whether it's like you know it's some co subconscious or not um so i mean the fact that you right just the peer pressure of holding not holding back and just saying hey i gotta go it's yeah it's like me having lived with you know 12 guys in college and trying to manage a business and you know get a degree and also plan a basketball team. And obviously now get a, going to do it again or mm -hmm. not live with 12 guys, but you know, call a couple college roommates in Southie again, like being able to balance that. And uh, I think time management's huge. I mean, I think, I just think habits in, in general, right. It builds a lifestyle that breeds success in whatever. And success is so arbitrary because mm -hmm. everyone's definition of success is so different. But yeah, it's it's when you can when you can not succumb to peer pressure like that and and know what you're passionate about and hold yourself to that standard. It's that's kind of that's the root of uh, of a lot of success stories, which yeah. is pretty sick. Yeah. So with more than different, I'm sure that there's been times when people are questioning, like, Colin, you know nothing about clothes. Like, why are you getting into a clothing brand? Like, this makes no sense for you. What do you, what's your response to that? And have you faced any of that or has everybody been wildly supportive? <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say I know like a lot about <laughs> still like there's, there's definitely levels to it. Like there's, there's always levels I'm, we're trying to reach and get to, like, I still think we haven't hit our identity as far as like the exact clothing that we're trying to push out as far as the cut the mm -hmm. right the cut and sew what fabric it is like who our manufacturer is going to be we haven't built a solid long-term relationship yet with somebody mm -hmm. and definitely trying to dissect that market a little further so i mean i would tell people in a sense and there's there's a saying we're like uh like to be rather than to seem to be like i'm not going to tell people that i know like cold, like I'm a savant in the clothing industry. <laughs> like I, my brother and I, we just, we started more than different because we wanted to wear something that we really believe in. And mm -hmm. we think, you know, we think represents who we are. And we think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think that passion has kind of taken us down a road where a lot of people will come up with an idea and ride with it for six months to a year. And then 
it'll kind of fade out and fizzle out. And we've kind of just slowly just kept and maintained it and tried to keep growing it. And, you know, I don't think anyone's really challenged my knowledge in the clothing industry, but, yeah. you know, I definitely there's always room to grow in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely like trying to get a better grasp of, um, you know, the graphic design sector. And, but like, you know, I'd be the first one to say I'm not, I'm, I didn't go to school to be a businessman. I didn't go to school to be a graphic designer neither uh textile manufacturer so you know i'm trying to put my hands in a lot of different cookie jars and try to be multifaceted even if i'm not the best in all of it but it's you know it's kind of like a creative entrepreneurial mindset that um you know i try i try to learn from others like i I don't try to be the person that that's a know-it-all i mean i'm in a software space that papers parts where i'm around a lot of computer science majors people who know Mm -hmm. right the software side in and out and Mm -hmm me coming from more of an engineering background and some software background, like I, I don't, I don't know it all either. Like I'm learning on the fly as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that goes back to who I say I am in a sense of like always trying to challenge myself um, and see kind of how, what, what the results are. And the idea of, you know, if you continue to keep challenging yourself and stay uncomfortable, then you're going to reach heights and levels that you wouldn't expect yourself to reach. Um, but granted, there are definitely some lazy days and, and, you know, that kind of slow things down, but yeah, you know, I try to I, limit I mean, those as much as possible, but you know, by no means am I a perfect person. But like, that's the thing, like lazy days to who, like you, your body is going to either pick a time that it needs to reset or you get to decide when it's going to reset. So it's better you have a quote unquote lazy day. And I wouldn't necessarily even call it a lazy day. Like you need time to recharge. You're doing all these different things, which to add on top of you having a nine to five job, learning in that nine to five job, not that's not something you were trained on for the past four years. Like you are constantly learning. And for those listening, Colin is like one of the best of the best that we have in terms of what his job description is. Like all of our customers always rave about Colin. And I think it's because you have that mindset of let me ask questions and not being bashful about what you don't know. Because I think that's a huge, huge thing that a lot of people truly value and appreciate which is kind of wild because it's something that I've found pretty consistent with a lot of engineers. And it's the ability to ask questions and not feel like it's because you don't, that you're not intelligent. It's because you want to understand. And I think that there is a huge difference in asking questions just to ask questions as opposed to asking questions to better understand, to make yourself more knowledgeable. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like growing up, I've always been a person kind of sometimes nervous to ask a question, knowing like other people know the answer and I'm, I'm just falling behind and I, I just need help. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or like, I won't ask the question because I know I can just look it up later and probably figure it out. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it can never hurt to ask more questions to figure it out, to get a better grasp on something because at the end of the day, right. It's not at the end of the day at reaching out for help. It a it helps you build relationships with someone who's helping you out, and that's a resource that you'll be able to leverage down the line. And I think I'm starting to realize that obviously relationships matter, and mm-hmm. you know, that's something that the the paperless parts our company promotes a lot. And um, and obviously a lot of people say right the degree isn't the only thing that's going to help you get a job. It's like, you need to know somebody. That's the big thing. And, you know, the more and more I'm kind of trying to find ways to expand one different and grow it and actually have it, you know, see the growth and have it expand in the city. It's like, you know, definitely it's, you can't hide behind a screen all the time and, and try to build content out for yourself. And in our space, just try and figure, act like you know everything, like you build rapport in relationships with asking questions and, respecting Mm -hmm. the fact that the person you're talking to probably knows more about something than you and picking their brain and and taking that and getting better off of that. And so, yeah, and in a sense, I guess I'm going on a tangent here, but understanding, I guess I'm starting to figure out how valuable it is to build relationships and 
not hold back and not be the quiet one at times when there's definitely things I don't know. And mm-hmm. everybody loves to talk about what they know. Yeah. Let's be real. Everybody loves to talk about themselves and how much they know about something. Mm-hmm. So there's a time to let to let someone speak on something that you're saying, hey, you know a lot about this. Can I learn from you? They're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. At least, at least if you talk to my dad, he, he'll take you on probably like a two-day lecture about anything you want. It <laughs> drives me crazy, but I guess that's how I get it from him. No, and that's awesome. And I am very much so similar to asking questions, and I think I largely attribute that to being in elementary school, and I would always be the person that would raise my hand and be like, I have no idea what you just said. Can you like explain this a little bit differently? I'm not tracking. And people after class would come up to me and be like, thank you so much for asking that because I also had no idea what was going on. And then that kind of cemented growing up and kind of let me ask more questions, build those relationships. Because I would go to office hours in college with one of my professors and I would ask him questions all the time. And then he became my mentor throughout college. And it was all because I was willing to go to him and ask questions. And then taking that curious nature and not having any sort of self-doubt in asking questions that I wanted answers to led me to be like a good interviewer for when I got interviewed for jobs. And then going back to what you say, people love talking about themselves. Love it. So if you get in an interview and you flip the interview and have them talk, the interviewer talk more than you do, like you, you just won. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Like it, especially one small thing that my, like at least my family would say to me when I would go out to, when I'd start to have to go out to events for work, as far as interviews go, or actually starting to find jobs industry is like, if you want to build rapport and you know good relationships with people, just say their name when you mm-hmm. say hi. Like, like hi Sarah, how's it going? And just like repeat their name because everybody loves to hear their name. And B, everyone loves to talk about themselves. So like, if you can do those two things and let them do that, then you know you're already halfway there. Uh, um, so like small tidbits I've learned as far as that, and I'm so bad with names too. So it's <laughs> so like it's so bad it's so bad and i try to be better with it but mm-hmm. um when you do know the names like people are like <laughs> you know it sucks when you when you like at least on a call at work yeah when i sh- when someone doesn't have their camera on and their name's not on the screen it's like their last name or something and i you just forget who you're working with last week oh boy it's it's just such an awkward introduction again yeah. you know for the th- like fourth time but um, yeah, those are just some small valuable things that I feel like go a long way at times. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's so many small tidbits about running a business and trying to operate all functionalities of it that it's just like you learn each little bit at a time when it's valuable for you to learn it. And I think that that's obviously like something you've learned, like you're pulling back in a relationship from your sporting life that you're now promoting your clothing line at yeah and it's cool being in being in a startup as as my full-time jobs mm-hmm. i think it was that's another aspect of why i wanted to work at a startup is so that i could get i could see all realms of a business and how things operate right i can be around i can walk by and talk to the ceo every day if i wanted to right there he's in the office he's, he's not like you know in a you know in a penthouse in a 10,000 employee company that I, he doesn't even know my name. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And you can kind of get your hand in a lot of different cookie jars. And I, you know, the second time I've brought up cookie jars in, on this podcast, but it's like, next next business venture. Yeah, exactly. It, but like, you can, you can go talk to sales. We've done, we had cold calls before mm-hmm. and you can, ha- you can talk with engineers. There's a lot of cross-pollination as far as meetings go to understand how businesses operate and it's cool to get that experience so that i could kind of carry that over and apply that uh you know in my own business in my own ventures which is cool so i you know i try to be intentional with kind of approaches and, and 
especially now that I'm graduating college, there's a lot more important life decisions to make as mm-hmm. far as, you know, you just figure out and realize that time's so valuable. And like you know, when you have a full-time job, like there, you don't get summers off anymore. It's no. like every week essentially is the same. So you need to find ways to make the most of, of every day. And like, there's a classic saying that everyone has 24 hours in a day. So like there's, you know, what you do with those 24 hours is all up to you. But, you know, aside from, aside from a lot of things we can't control, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has the same amount of time, right? Maybe not everyone gets, you know, same, a lot of same opportunities. Maybe everyone doesn't start in the same households, same area, same city, but everyone gets 24 hours in a day. And it's, you know, how do you make the most of it? Uh, and it's challenging. Like if if you really value that time, like we had a podcast way back when my brother and I, and we talked about like how to limit screen time usage Yeah, because that's just a killer for mm-hmm. just eating hours out of your day. There's some weeks I've had like four hours a day mm-hmm. on my phone, like on Instagram and yeah. like, it's such a bad habit. And I kind of going back to habits, like this is kind of just all stuff that I try to promote in a lifestyle and kind of sequentially and in, in like in parallel try to be better at it myself like i feel like i in for more than different i feel like i try to have people kind of be along the journey of how i'm improving myself right yeah as well as you know let them kind of improve themselves at the same time and see where that journey takes us and hopefully it ends up to be a pretty fruitful one down the line Yeah. And I think that the holistic idea of making the most out of your 24 hours is really so crucial because like you said, everyone gets the same 24 hours. How you choose to prioritize things is a direct reflection of who you are. So going back to when on vacation, I was asked, what do you do? And I said, I started describing customer success to this person and my brother and this man are looking at me and they're like, what (laughs) like it's just it that's why I was embarrassed it wasn't that I was embarrassed at my job it was embarrassed that like of my entire 24-hour day I was willing to take my nine to five being my like what I identify as so having those priorities and something that I also like to think about in terms of like habits and how you prioritize time in your day is I hate the phrase oh I didn't have time to do that Okay, if I paid you $200 to dust your blinds every day, would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. You would do it. Exactly. Because it's how you choose to prioritize things. Let me tell you the last time I dusted my blinds. I don't think I ever have in this apartment, first of all. like, But if you paid me $200, yeah, I would find time to dust every single blind in this place. And I would do it very well because that's just the type of person I am. But that's how I choose to look at priorities. Like, Oh, I didn't have time to work out today. Why? Because you didn't want to wake up before you went to work because you wanted to socialize and drink a beer after work. I don't drink anymore, but um, like you wanted to go and do these things. No, choose to prioritize better. Choose to make things a habit. Choose to be intentional. Yeah, exactly. And I think to harp off of that or to piggyback off of that, like life is just to simplify life, life is just a summation of a shit ton of decisions. Mm-hmm. Like every day, if you think about the amount of number of decisions that you need to make, and when you start to lose your days and kind of being taught this, being in college from um, my college coaches is like, you want to, you want to stack habits. So, or you want to stack like wins in decision, decision-making, right? So when you wake up, you want to limit the times that you negotiate with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Where you're saying, Hey, you know, if my habits, I need to go to the gym every morning and you wake up and you feel tired in your head, you're trying to negotiate. Oh, but I could probably just sleep in and work out later. And mm-hmm. then later comes around. You're like, you know what? I could probably push this tomorrow morning. And you just start to stack losses. And yeah. when you start negotiating with yourself, then days, go by and days wasted. Um, So once you start negotiating with yourself in areas that should be non-negotiable, 
then that's when you start to lose days and then all of a sudden you think days you think you're fine you lost a couple days then weeks go by and then a month goes by and you're like oh shit and then you need to wait till next year to have your new year's resolution to restart it all and then it all goes to shit three weeks later so it's like the cycle but yeah being able to like force yourself to say this i i'm not gonna argue in my mind right now with both sides of my head Um, no i love that that's honestly awesome and i think what how i've kind of always attributed that is to mindfulness of like okay i'm gonna be mindful of how I make these choices and how I make these decisions instead of like negotiating. But I think I like the negotiating better. Like that is definitely a good way of thinking it because that is a loss. Like if I'm not getting up and going to the gym, like number one, I'm not doing work for myself before I'm doing work for somebody else. So that's like one of my values out the window. And like the more you do that, the more you're battling with what you identify as and who you are. And something for me is like, Obviously, social media is a huge time suck, huge time suck. Yeah. But so much of what I want to put out into the world, like I am a creator. I've always loved to create. Like one of my huge mindsets when Instagram first came out was like, if no one's posting, I'm going to post because I want to see something like and I want people to engage with it. Yeah. And so I was posting like dumb stuff, like dumb. (laughs) Like I would take a picture of like the Hunger Games book. I literally vividly remember doing this. I took a picture of the Hunger Games book and I was like, somebody tell me, are you team PETA or team Gail? And I literally had people in the comment section and I was like going off in the comment section, like talking to all these different people. But like, no way. It's it's tough for me because social media is a blessing and a curse. And going back to what you were saying about like spending four hours a day on social media, like it is a time suck, but also like, I, I feel like it is such a difficult balance because I need to spend time on it to promote my brand, but I also need to distinguish when to get off. And that's been really tough for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going back on like balancing time. I mean, you're, yeah, you hit a lot of notes that I, I, I very much relate to in challenge challenges that I definitely very much have and have to battle with. Um, yeah, I mean, in the sense of like, I think it's, I think in my mind, I always love the idea of, and I definitely by no means am I consistently this, but like doing work when nobody's doing work. I feel like it's, for me, it's been more, I would rather do that than do work at like 10 in the afternoon on a Wednesday when everyone's working full time. If I'm, like working on more than different past midnight, I'm like, yeah, no one's doing this shit. I'm like, this is gonna pay off. It's like just just this weird feeling where like it was it used to always be this saying growing up where, you know, there's always someone working out in a different country right now mm-hmm. and getting better. And you're just you're sleeping right now. So it's a classic saying, like, when you sleep, I eat. Like yeah. you try to like carry I try to carry that over. And the times where it's like late night or early morning and you know it's like a desert in your town or wherever you are, you feel like you're getting ahead of everybody. It's just this silent subconscious competition with everybody else that you're essentially winning. But in reality, it's just competition with yourself. It's like, how can I maximize who I am? And, you know, you're really not you know, going head to head with someone else. It's just for your own health. You're like, you know what? This is who I am. And if I don't do this, I, I feel like I'm not fulfilling, you know, who I, you know, basically you know, what, what I say I am and mm-hmm. you know how people perceive me to be. Yeah. But, you know, I guess in that quote, as far as um, like non-negotiables and negotiating with yourself, that's, that's something I got from Kobe Bryant. So I can't take credit <laughs> for that, but. I definitely I heard that a long time ago and that definitely stuck with me because he's very mindset driven and he always like everything he talks about is very mindset driven and and self-realization mm-hmm. and like I think it's so relatable because I think all humans go through just go through troubles with you know figuring out how to maximize their time it's just not everyone's great with their time and if everybody was then well, shit, then no one would be, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, uh, then think about the world if everyone, it's like one of those memes, like 
if nine the plus utopia seven, yeah. yeah it's like the utopian society like if 97 plus 33 equaled 100 or whatever that weird like meme is like if if everything worked out the way that you thought it would and was in harmony in the way that you thought it would like this is what it would look like but in reality it would you would find something else to like try and focus on like there would be less of a value on how you spend your time but like maybe on what you look like so it all ends up being spun into something else um but no that's I think that there's a lot of different things that you can pull from either influential figures or other people in your peer groups. I think that the thing that is so difficult for me is whenever I'm having like a lazy week or a tough week trying to keep myself accountable with my podcast and I follow other people who are kind of on a similar page to me that are my age have a nine to five but they're posting every day on their like social media accounts promoting their podcast promoting their clothing brand then i feel like oh no like i i get in that mindset that you were talking about earlier of like when you're at the beach with your friend and you tell them that yeah. hey, i have to go record a podcast and they're like oh no don't and then you kind of beat yourself up like i've definitely been in that position and kind of taken a step back of like ah oh, well i'm just gonna get off social media and just not look at it yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're on that other side and you're the person where your other friends like going to record a podcast, it's good to have those friends because they, they challenge you to be better, right? They're them doing something that's bettering themselves. Themself is going to bring you to a realization that like, Hey, all right, I need to get my shit together. Right. But like going back to what we were talking about, this utopia like if 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 everything was easy then like no one's doing it because it's it's hard right it's like not everyone's doing it because it's hard if it was easy everybody would do it and Mm -hmm. that's why kind of like it's always trying to prove to myself that i can do something that is hard like the idea of you know i always had this goal of like i'm gonna be this wake up at 4 a.m person and like i'm gonna beat the sun i'm gonna beat the sun waking up and then staying up and then thinking that it's humanly possible to sleep like four hours a day every day mm-hmm. for the rest of my life and be this like superhuman person but like you know i definitely have a lot of unrealistic goals at times that can be my downfall because then you stack these just unrealistic goals that you don't fulfill and then you beat yourself up because you're like all right who who am I? Because I'm I'm just not reaching anything that I set myself up to do. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of this the core values of like being uh like satisfied with who you are mm-hmm. and like embracing yourself, I guess time back to more than different is setting very realistic and, and attainable goals and like being real with yourself and like what can I actually accomplish in this time mm-hmm. and not being like, hey you know uh, more than difference going to be as big as nike and have a billion dollars worth of revenue in five years like yeah i'd love that but you know we need to set a little more realistic goals here like yeah and you know essentially i think my downfall has been like time timing telling myself Mm -hmm. i can get this 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 and this done within this allotted time and setting those as goals and realizing like one or two of those tasks is going to get done because I'm either slow or I know it's kind of a pretty big problem I need to solve. Yeah. So yeah, No. And good. it's also tough because there's so much like for me, it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I'm going to post five TikToks this week and five Instagram reels and 10 infographics and post a highlight of something that I recorded on my podcast. And then also like really funny and witty Instagram posts. Like it's really easy to go out and say that it's really hard to go in and do it, especially when you want to be a well-rounded person, you want to be known for being a good worker at work. You want to be known for being a supportive and loving friend and brother or sister in my case. And like daughter or son or whatever figure you are to your family, like you want to be those things and you want to have yeah. a social life. Like that balance is tough. Oh, dude, you're telling me balance is always a problem. I'm, I mean, like, yeah, balance, balance is, it's not easy. I mean, like balancing work, 
uh, side business, um, like staying active, trying to just be in shape and being physically healthy, um, you know, spending family time, being with friends and then I'll, and then spending time with my girlfriend, like mm-hmm. all of those are time that needs like needs to be spent. I mean, obviously things are more prioritized than others, but you don't want to lose one thing for the other. And, but you also can't have everything. So yeah. it's figuring out what, you know, what, what means the most to you and managing your time around that. And you need to be really real with yourself about, okay, like, you know, do I need to see my friends like every day mm-hmm. and hang out and go out to a bar? Like, you know, three times a week, like I'm not in college anymore. All right. You know what I mean? Like figuring mm-hmm. out, like you need to sacrifice something. Something's got to go. And, you know, the time, you know, the sooner you realize that, the, the better off you'll be. And it's actually, and I know you don't drink anymore, which is good because I think that makes, that gives you more time to be yeah. more resourceful and efficient with your time. So it's, uh, I haven't gone sober i don't know i don't know when that'll be i don't know if that'll be but it's definitely it's definitely a really good habit to have yeah it is enticing to not ever have to wake up to a hangover or lose a day to a hangover so highly recommend highly recommend definitely yeah i mean i think i think i've transitioned from or i'd like to think i've transitioned from like college where it's all bets are off Mm -hmm. and now kind of there's just it's just such a unique transition i mean outside of drinking just going from being a college student to now being in the real world like you're trying oh, to yeah. redevelop your identity and who you are um but aside from that like i feel like i've transitioned from wanting to be like s- stumbling around and like y- you get to a point where you don't want to embarrass yourself like what's the point what's the point of stumbling around drunk or mm-hmm. something like that when in reality you're just embarrassing yourself and your image and yeah. you know that you're just around peers and random people that it's like what's the point so mm-hmm. and yeah and then waking up the next morning that's another that's an extra step in in regret like it's a lose-lose so yeah and realizing that i can still have a good time with a couple of drinks and obviously yeah in your perspective no drinks and <laughs> you know, it's a hundred percent true but like being a lot more under control and knowing that you don't need to be this madman. Yeah. And, uh, so it's definitely, it's definitely very nice to wake up on Saturday morning, like, or at 7 a.m. and just not be like seeing, you know, seeing the stars still and seeing, yeah. The, like, Feeling seeing like your brain needs the, to yeah. blow its nose. Yeah. Exactly. And like seeing three heads for them, the first person you see walking down the street. So it's, yeah, it's, Having a clear mind is so underrated. Oh, um, 100%. 100%. And that's kind of just like the tip of the iceberg. But I think all of that kind of goes back to our entire conversation of like intentionality and habits and fostering values that you truly care about, which is really all about what more than different is. And trying to promote that on a wide variety of platforms with the clothing brand, with the podcast, with the blogs, like that consistency across the board also helps drive who you are as a person. Because it's not like you can wake up and write these things without actually believing in them, without actually doing them, because then you would be fraudulent. So like there has to be some sort of like internal or intrinsic pull to be better just by even having the brand and creating all this content yeah definitely i mean i guess to backtrack uh and i gotta give him his flowers so from the blogging standpoint my brother is he's the elite writer (laughs) out of the two so he handles most of the blogging so he's he's a phenomenal writer but um from the perspective of like the content we put out and and not being right kind of going back on to be rather than to seem to be like Mm -hmm. posting stuff but then actually being a a slog and just being lazy and not actually living what we're what we're saying mm-hmm. i mean it's it's this idea of always becoming like we're always trying to grow and become something that we're we try to preach and promote and so i think we're always trying to attain that and reach it and i think the effort and being able to live that lifestyle is 
um, and you know, always try to better yourself with that. I think it's it's very, definitely very fruitful. We don't have it figured out by any means. I think I, I definitely want people to understand, like you know, for anyone that does try to follow the brand after this, that's new. Like we we don't try to promote this lifestyle that we have it figured out. Like we're trying to figure it out as well. But I think just being on Earth for twenty three years and being around what I've been around, just being in college, just being you know being around social scenes and athletes and a bunch of you know complete tons of personalities just understanding and having my hands in a lot of different projects companies and now my own business just seeing what you know what builds a successful lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle and and obviously living a time where like you know you can be neglected for something that isn't common Right. Mm -hmm. If you have a certain feature in yourself or something about you that isn't a commonality amongst people you're around, right? You can get singled out and that shouldn't be the case, right? You should be able to be who you are and embrace that. And um yeah, so from that perspective, like we, we're always trying to be authentic to ourselves and like this brand is not supposed to be like a far off long shot of like, yeah, this is, you know what, let's just do some random shit, like start a more than different and, let's yeah. just, you know, make up some shit. Like this is, we're trying to express who we are and then, you know, have people follow suit and, and, you know, if people gravitate towards us and in the lifestyle we try to live, then, mm -hmm. and, and I think people do, then, yeah, I think we have something that, could grow and be successful in the future. Like I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. It's called authentic, not perfect. It's mm -hmm. I think like I am by no, I'm the exact opposite of perfect, but I like to think that I like who I am is what I want people to see. I don't try to, I don't want to, I don't try to change based off the person in the room. Yeah. Like if the CEO walks in, I'm going to be the same person as if, you know, for the you know the most recent hire in the company or versus mm -hmm. what my friends are around like i try not to change too much and and be authentic mm -hmm. to who i am yeah yeah I and mean, that's a really hard thing to do and it's definitely very admirable especially at the age that you're at because a lot of people aren't thinking in that same capacity and that's kind of why i also started aspiring adult was because yeah it was initially going to be called figuring it out because like, that's what we're all trying to do. Like none of us are experts. None of us know exactly what's going on. Not at all. But talking to people, having these conversations where you're able to connect with somebody and potentially be vulnerable with somebody. is not something that we get to experience on a day-to-day -day basis because a lot of the times we're just like we've been talking about heads down in our computers all day working through our nine to five. And then afterwards we're exhausted and don't want to use our mental capacity anymore. So we're just on our phones and you solemn get these connections with people and it's tough. It's difficult. And I think that overall, like trying to maintain consistent consistency throughout it all and trying to be that same person every day. And to the, to your point, to the new hire, to the CEO, like just, be that same person through and through is really all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, the worst, the worst interactions you can have is when you know, someone's being fake and like mm -hmm. telling you something that, you know, they don't believe in just because you want to hear it or acting a certain way that you've never seen the Mac before. It's like, why, why, why try to be something you're not? Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, like, yeah, by by no means. Like, yeah, our, my brand should be called Figure It Out too. Like, more than Figure It Out because we're like we have a segment, like kind of quick hitters at the end of our podcast where we ask guests, like, what are your best habits? What are your worst habits? And if they'll if they, you know, flip the question back to me, I'll have a lot longer list of bad <laughs> habits than I have good habits. And yeah. You know, it's like this constant pursuit to try and trim that list down and and keep building these habits. Obviously, it's hard. It's way harder to build a habit than it is to break one. Um, mm -hmm. But like, yeah, just understanding. Yeah. Being vulnerable is is super powerful. And like, oh, yeah. 
I wouldn't say I'm the I, I like I think I definitely need to be more vulnerable. I think that it only adds only gives you more power when like you don't hold things back, at least as mm-hmm. long as you're respectful and nice about it. It's <laughs> you know, it bears fruits. So it gives you clarity in your mind too, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you don't take too much thought into like other people's reactions right yeah. as long as, as long as you're at peace with who you are then other people's opinions don't tend to matter much yeah exactly and that goes back to being authentic and not perfect because oh, yeah. <laughs> like if you're just being yourself there's nothing more that you can ask for from somebody else or for you can there's nothing more that you can ask for than for other people to just accept you at face value um and if they can't then there's nothing you can do about it because what are you going to change for that one person? No, that yeah, would completely defeat know. all of your values and who you are. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. No, I I love this conversation and like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for anyone, I guess I'll throw in my little spiel here. So for, I guess for anyone who, you know, now that we're talking about a lot about going in depth and more than different, if you guys want to check out our website, mtdlifestyle.com or our podcast, after you listen to an aspiring adult episode, you can follow up with a, the more than different podcast their co-host brendan and i and then uh yeah then we have the blogs and blogs and podcasts on our website but feel free to check that out hopefully we can secure our the more than different.com domain I actually don't have that yet but uh someone at pay someone at paperless jm actually told me to get it so i think i, I think i gotta go on go daddy as long as people who aren't listening to this right now are they're gonna go out and get it. it. Yeah, I should probably shouldn't have said that. So I gotta get that ASAP. But for now, it's mtdlifestyle.com. Definitely check it out. We have some cool shirts and hoodies on there that we just released. And yeah, if you guys if you guys like the uh mess with the, the lifestyle and the message we promote, um mm-hmm. you know, definitely give it a shot. Try it out. I know I need to get my merch. Um well, thanks so much for coming on, Colin. This is yes, awesome. I'm you. so happy to learn more about not only you, but your brand and everything that you've built out. It's honestly amazing. And kudos to you. I'm so proud of you for getting uh, a shirt line. What do you call that? A line into the store yeah. in Southie? That's yes. huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so. cool. We'll see where it takes it from there. But yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. It's well thanks so much colin and if you're in the office i'll see you tomorrow but if not i'm sure i'll see you sometime this week perfect all right sounds all good right. sir thanks Dad. thanks colin bye all right bye.